Recording in progress. Bokertov, today's daf is daf Samach Gimel in Ksubas, as we learned for Four Shlema for Eloza ben Ruma and Yosef Azriel ben Michal. Ben Michal. <coughs> Yesterday we started uh, the story, the famous story of Rabbi Kiva, how he was a shepherd and um, <coughs> he uh, admired the daughter of, ben, of uh, Kalba Savua, who he saw that she was very uh, modest. And she said, if you marry me, uh, would you, uh, if I marry you, would you uh, study Torah? So they did so, and they sort of eloped without telling the father. The father heard about it, and he, uh, he you know, took her out of the will and forswore her from having any uh, pleasure. He went to the yeshiva, studied there for 12 years, came home with 12,000 students, and as he approached the city, he heard an elderly man telling his wife, who had been, who had been without the husband for 12 years, the top of Samach Gimel, you are effectively leading a uh, living widowhood that uh, you're living like a widow even though, even though your husband's alive. Is this what you, is this what you want out of life? Amrle, she responded, either the Isaiah is if Rabbi Kiva, my husband would listen to me, Yosef Trace he would stay there another 12 years. I'm happy if he would stay there another 12 years and would not show up. Amar, so when Rabbi Kiva heard that, Bershus Kavdina, he says, oh, Kavis, I'm doing it with permission. Remember, we learned in the Mishnah that you could stay away from learning, you could leave your wife for 30 days without, uh, without her permission. Uh, with permission, well, we said what's proper, a month here, a month there, or a month at, or two months at home, one month away. There were other shittas that if they agree, you could stay even for several years for a long period of time, as we see from these cases. So, uh, so when he heard that, Omar and I'm doing it with permission. She agrees. She's happy for me to go learn harder Ozel. So he went back to the yeshiva. Yosef Tresar He lived. He learned there another twelve years. Everybody knows the story. Bebe Rav in the yeshiva. Kiyosa, when he came home, He brought with him twenty-four thousand students with him. Eventually, I don't know if these are the same students who died during the Mesfira, but he brought. He had. He had. Uh, he had became. He became a very great man. A great reputation. And he had all these students. Shema Visu, his wife heard that he's coming. So she went out to greet him with all the other people. So her neighbor said to her, Go borrow some decent clothes and cover yourself. You know, you're living like a pauper. You're, you have no income from your husband. Your father cut you off. Uh, you look like a schlepper here. You look like a poor person. Cover up some clothes. You know, it's not proper to go out to greet a great man looking the way you do. Amrulu, she responded to them, Tzadik knows the soul of his animal. In other words, he'll know, he'll know who I am. I don't have to dress up. He'll know who I am. When she reached him, she tried to, with throngs of people greeting Rabbi Kiva, she went to him, she fell on her face, she was kissing his feet. Rabbi Kiva's shamas, now not only at 24,000 Tamidim, apparently some of them also served as his stewards, as his uh, shamases, they, uh, they were pushing her away. Who is this lady trying to uh, touch his feet? Amr lahu. So Rabbi Kiva, who recognized her, told the Shamas, Shafkua, leave her alone. Shalif shalachem shalahu. All that we have, all that I have and that you have, all our Torah is because of her. Shama avua. And they were reunited. Shama avua, her father heard, but he didn't hear the whole story. It wasn't on the internet. He didn't know exactly who came home. Shama avua, the Asagav Rabbi. Father heard that a great man came to the city, Lamasa, to the city. Omri said, let me go visit him. from the door. Maybe he'll make my netter. Maybe he'll break my netter. After all these years, I'm willing to, uh, you know, to forget my netter and, and take my daughter back in. 
So he reached Rabbi Kiva, Omelei to the Gavar Abba Minadris. So Rabbi Kiva said, okay, he was looking for a Pesach for the netter, right? To be macho the netter. Had you known that she would marry a great man, uh, would you have made the netter? Omelei, afilu perak echav, afilu locha achas. Right? Now, even if he were, even a person who would study one parak or know one alocha, in other words, as long as he wasn't a total boor like this uh, Kiva fellow was when he was a shepherd, uh, even if, as long as he would learn anything, I would accept him as a son-in-law. Omerlei, Anahu, I am the one. Nafalape, when Kabbalah Sabu heard that, he fell on his face for Nashke Alkari, and he kissed his feet. Viavle Palgavamone, and he gave him half of his, uh, of his uh, treasure. He gave him half of his assets. So the 24 years that he spent in yeshiva, although he wasn't with his wife, certainly he did gain some money from there, right? So the Yavle Pak gave him half his money. Barsi Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva's own daughter, of the Leila Ben Azai, did to Ben Azai, Hachi did the same thing, sent him away to learn. The young lamb goes, uh, goes according, you know, follows the mother lamb. The, you know, the, the, mother lamb, the, the young one follows the mother. The, the, as are the actions of the mother, the mother did that, so did the, so are the actions of the daughter. Benazi was known not to have children, so apparently he, uh, maybe, maybe he w- went away in yeshiva, maybe he was married for a while to her, because it says, but Benazi, I think we had the Gemara Yavamas, that uh, also around your Samach Beis, that he wasn't married, and he said, they said, you know, you're, you're preaching uh, pru or vu and you're not marrying yourself. So, you know, like you, you're not practicing what you preach. And he says, ma'ase nafshi chashkav Torah. His father, Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rava, so his father sent him to the yeshiva. Lekamit Rabbi Yosef, before of the Rabbi Yosef, Rava was a student of Rabbi Yosef, this was a baya, and, uh, and Rava sent his own son, um, the son of Yosef to, to learn, uh, it was also named Rabbi Yosef, named, he sent him son to learn in the yeshiva, like his own yeshiva, you know. Remember when I was in Tells, they would always uh, get a lot of guys whose uh, parents had gone to Tells, so they wanted them to go to their alma mater, so to speak, you know. Anyway, so, uh, so he sent him to the yeshiva, so they set up that, you know, tw- six years, we're giving you six years of test, stay in the yeshiva for six years, then come home, and uh, you'll um, you know, c- you'll con- continue your marriage. Kevin Tlashani, when three years had passed, Matamali Yom Kippur came the heir of Yom Kippur. Amr said, "Look, three years already. Amr Let me go see my family. Let me come home. You know, I'll take a short break. It's Benus Manim. Sukkot is coming up. Heir of Yom Kippur. I'll go see my family." Shemavua, his father heard that he was coming home, and he was angry because stopping to learn would uh, you know wouldn't be the same anymore, even if he goes back. Shakamani, he took a weapon for nothing. He went out. He went out there to beat him. Yeah, he says, "What are you, what are you doing home here?" Amalei, so nosach niskarta. What did you remember your your zona? Like you're coming home, or some say ikanami ikanami le yo You remembered your dove. It's a, it's the uh, the zayin. If you cut off the zayin, it becomes a yud, right? Yeah, did you remember like that's what you're in? So they were fighting about this. He says, "I just came home to see my family, you know, for yontif." And his father said, "You shouldn't have left the yeshiva." They were occupied with this fight so much on Erevim Kippur. Lomarivsik, Lomarivsik. Neither one had had uh, made had a Sunaf Sekas. They went they went into Yom Kippur hungry. Neither one of them had a Sunaf Sekas because they were fighting so much. You see what they were uh, what, what it meant to, to study Torah uninterrupted. I still remember when um, 
uh, when I was in Chaim Berlin, there was um, that um, there was a guy in the yeshiva there, and um, he was like, you know, he would come in late, but he was always, you know, studying and occupied learning Torah. And uh, we would learn till uh, six o'clock, and then we would go to college at night. And uh, uh, the uh, the mashkiach, um, the mashkiach who, whose uh, name was also Shlomo Kalbach, he was the first cousin of the famous Shlomo Kalbach, the singer. He, but this one, he, he was just nifter, I think. He just was about a hundred years died. old. Yeah, just, huh, pardon? Just died. Just died. Yeah. So he once told me. He said that uh, you know. You, you, you think that, uh, you know, you come on time, you know, you came from Tells, you think you come on time every day and this guy comes late, but his mind is totally occupied with Torah. You know, it's, and it's true, when, you know, when, when you're having a chemistry test at uh, eight o'clock at night, your mind in the afternoon <laughs> doesn't read Tosis the same way when you're, you know, when you're occupied. When he's totally occupied, and that's when, that was the idea that you shouldn't have come home even for a short break because it takes your mind off of things. All right, back to the Mishnah. Remember, remember Rabbi, Rabbi Gifter's famous Line of two times two times twelve is not equal twenty-four. Yeah. Well, I said, he said he said he said Rabbi Kiva could have just come in, said hello. What do you mean you have to leave right, after the twelve we reduce her ksuba. In other words, we try to talk to her, but meanwhile, while we talk to her and say, listen, you know, we try to convince her and uh, we, we, you know, we give her advice, um, but during that time, we reduce her ksuba. Shiva dinar Shabbos, seven dinners a week. Tosa says it could be because uh, there's seven jobs that she's supposed to do, but, but Tosa discounts that because we more explain the reason. Shiva Tarpikin, seven half dinners. A Tarpikin, tomorrow we'll explain tomorrow, is a half a dinner. Ad Masayu Poches, how far do you go? Ad Kenegisubasa. In other words, you take off seven, let's say, let's say, let's call it in dollar terms. Let's say she's supposed to get $200. You take off $7 a week until there's nothing left. At that point, you give her a get and say, that's it. You've lost your Ksuba, you rebelled, you're not acting as a wife. So that's it. You're, you're, that's it. Rabbiosi, No, you keep on reducing it even if you run into her assets. After the $200 is gone, you start to removing her assets. Behold, keep going. In other words, you can keep her as a wife and keep reducing it, even if there's no assets left. You know, you go into minus. You know, here in Israel, we know when people go into minus in the bank, that, that, she's, that she owes him money, and maybe she'll get some Yerusha, maybe she'll, uh, a great uncle will die, and she'll get something he could take out of that too. So Rebbe says you keep on going. How far do you go? Tomorrow, tomorrow's morning will explain that up to about a year, and that's it. So that's the difference, but everybody agrees that if she rebels against him, she, her sib is reduced. Then the mission reduced. Does Bezdin do this? Yeah, Bezdin will do it. They set up, but right. They, they, what you do is, it's good, the Gemara is going to talk about that, that you, you, um, they produce, like they go to the Bezdin, and Bezdin will produce a letter. It's like a, uh, you know, like a writ that she is rebelled and that he's entitled to remove the, to, to reduce the money. V'chein amored alishto. Same what happens if the husband rebels? How do, what do we mean by that rebellion? We'll talk about that too. What does it mean by he rebels? Mosifin al-Ksubasa. You add on to the Ksuba. For every week that he rebels, you add on shloshah Only three dinners. Oh, she got, he reduced seven dinners from her. 
He only, she only gets added on three dinners a week. Well, we'll talk about that. Rabbi Yudam or Shlosh Nefikim, Rabbi Yudam says, like he said before in the time, in the first case, that when you reduce her by se- uh, seven dinners at seven half dinners, here he says also, by, the, by you add on to her ksuba, if he rebels, you're adding on also half dinners, three half dinners. Moretis Mimai. So first thing Mara says, Moretis Mimai. We're not going to talk about the logic yet of why she's rebelling. We're not talking about why she's rebelling. In other words, what is her attitude? We're talking about from what is she rebelling? So we're going to talk about why she rebels later on. Right now we're talking about what is she rebelling? What is she actually doing? Is she not cooking? What is she doing? So Moretis Mimai, Rafun Omar, Mitasha Shamita. Okay, that's the logical thing, right? She's, she, she refuses to live with him as a husband and wife. No, con, no, no, no conjugal visits. So Ravun Omar, Mitasha Shamita. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, from work. She doesn't do the jobs from what she's supposed to do to produce work, to knit, to sew, to, to, to cook, etc., to clean. Okay, that's what she's rebelling. Okay, let's see. Let's see. In, in this machlokus, we're going we're gonna to now try to analyze and see who's right. Tanan, the same thing if a man rebels against her. Okay, she can rebel from him, he can rebel from her. He's supposed to fulfill his conjugal duties. Right, just the Shayrak Susavona Sola Igra, whether it's a Dorice or Rabbanan, he's supposed to fulfill his obligation and she's supposed to fulfill hers. So if you're talking about Mitasha Shemit Lachai, that makes sense. So it makes sense according to Rafuna that the rebellion refers to you know, refers to Bia. If it's from work, he's supposed to provide for her, but what work he's supposed to do for her? But Omer Let's say he says, I'm not gonna feed you and I'm not going to support you. In other words, that's the work that he's supposed to do. She's supposed to do the work in the house, so to speak, and he's supposed to do the work outside the house, bring home the money and, and, uh, and supply her, right? Support her. So in a case like that, that's what we're talking about, his malacha. There is no such thing. If a man says, I'm not going to feed you, I'm not going to support you, immediately, right? You have, to, you have to give her ksuba right away. There is no situation where... He, he can say, I'm not working. If she's not working, so fine. It makes sense. She's not working. She's not doing her jobs. We're going to reduce her ksuba in an attempt to convince her to, to uh, reconsider her objection. But if a man doesn't want to support his wife, you give her ksuba and that's it. It's over. What do you mean it's over? You first try to convince him to change his mind. So if he refuses work for her, she's supposed to work for him and he's supposed to work for her. They're supposed to have a union, a marriage, where they all support each other. She's supposed to work for him, he's supposed to work for her, so if he doesn't do work for her, yes, give a ksuba if you can't convince him to reconsider. But meanwhile, during that time that you're convincing him, week goes by, they go for counseling, and they go to the rabbi, and they go to all these uh, advisors and try to get him back together during that time, if he, refu- if he as he continues to refuse, he has to add on to a ksuba. So at this point, we have this machlokas, whether it refers to bia, whether it refers to work, support, and we haven't proved either way. Mace for the Gemara is going to try to prove. Yeah. According to the for example, Rafuna, mm-hmm. a woman who refuses to do any work is not considered a moredit. Is. Oh, oh, no, no, oh. Oh, right, right, right. That's actually. Either one. Right, right. Right. She, she refuses to work. Right. But, and, and that's. That's not a reason to reduce the ksuba. That's not a reason to no, reduce the he could, he could say, he could or say, or listen, he could say, he could say, listen, he you know, he could, he could say, well, I'm divorcing you and here's your ksuba, I'm out. Right, he, right, he could say, I'm divorcing you and that's it. I'm divorcing you and that's it. We'll see, though, that there are certain situations where if she refuses it because 
she finds him abominable, detestable. So uh, she, he can even not give her ksuba, he can divorce without a ksuba. But yeah, but if she refuses that, so I'm right. But, but Ravuna says what we talk about here, the Moretis, that we say she, uh, you should reduce her ksuba and try to convince her in the interim for the next year or whatever, we'll see how long that is, um, you can reduce her ksuba during that time while she goes for counseling. While she goes for counseling, you can reduce her ksuba. If she refuses to work, do anything in the house, just get rid of her. That's Ravuna's opinion. Basically, now we're going to try to prove another case. The, Mish, the Bryce is going to say in on the base here that these rules apply whether she's engaged or not. Now, engaged means she's, not, she's betrothed, so she's not looking for Bia, but she's refusing to consummate. She's referring to Gemarium. Talk about an, even a Nida who, who refuses to have Bia. Of course, it doesn't mean during the time that she's a Nida. She's just saying... I don't want to have any, any relations with you at all. Even if she's sick. Chola does not mean you had the sniffles, right? Chola means sick, right? sick in bed, that they can't. Even a Shemer Siyavim, who says up front, I don't want to, I don't want to consummate with him, I'm not going to stay with him. All these rules apply, meaning you can reduce the Ksuba, right? Reduce the Ksuba. So now we skip the parentheses to the last line. If you say that her rebellion is from Tashmish, you can mention a chola too because even a chola can have bia. You can have bia with her. She might be sick in bed, but you can have bia. If you're talking about she rebels from malacha, she's not capable of doing work. What are you talking about? Even if she's sick and if she refuses to do work, you can reduce her. What do you mean? A chola is not capable of doing She's sick. She's laying up. She's laid up in bed. How can you expect her to do any work? The answer is, is that even the second shita, the second shita, who was that? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi also agrees that if she refuses to have bia, she refuses to, have, to, to grant him conjugal visits, that's certainly moredis. That's certainly moredis. Everybody agrees with that. The machlok is, is malacha if she refuses to do work. That's not moredis. That's not Moredes, right? Everybody agrees that. That's not considered Moredes that we reduce the Ksuba. Again, if she refuses to live with him and uh, to, to do any work at all, uh, so either he'll hire somebody else or he'll have it out or he'll give her a get. But just doing Molocha, that's not considered a rebellion. It's Moredes either way, whether she refuses Bia or she refuses to do work, either way it's Moredes in the sense that she gets, the, the, she gets her Ksuba reduced. But let's analyze this. This price that we just said that that includes whether it's at Achas Arus, Achas Mesua, Chola, Shomer Siavam, everybody is included, Afilu So we're going to discuss that now in more detail. Gufa, Hamaredas Abalo. She rebels against her husband. We reduce her Ksuba week by week. Shiva Dinarim Bishabas. Seven dollars a week. Abiyunomer Shiva Tarpikin. Seven half dinners. Rabbuseinu Chazru Benimnu. Then the rabbis took a vote a second time and they said no. We call out on seven Shabbosim, we, we, we call out publicly, this woman is a rebellious woman, Zuachazu, seven, uh, four weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. The Shochan law, Bezdin, and Bezdin sends her a notice, even if your Ksuba is, let's say, um, $10,000, you've lost the whole thing. In other words, not like we said you reduce her by seven uh, dinners a week until there's nothing left, or that you go into her assets and extend it for a long period of time, even up to a year. No. 
You give her four weeks, you announce it publicly, and, uh, and then you can, and you can divorce her, and she, can t- and she loses the entire ksuba. Then Bryce goes on, this is the part that we quoted before, Achaz Yerusha, so whether she's, whether she's betrothed and she refuses to marry him, that's what the Bryce has said. So we have two opinions. We have our mission that says you reduce the ksuba, and we have the Rosenu, who took a vote later on and said, no, 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 we're not going to go, but it's not going to extend it. We give her four weeks. Four weeks is all the time we're going to give her to reconsider. And if she doesn't, she can lose her entire ksuba. Amalei of Chia by Yosef is Shmuel. makes a public proclamation. proclamation that she's a Mora. Correct. Why she's a Correct. Correct. That's right. That they, yeah, they, 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 they'll say, yeah, she's Mora. I don't know if they announce the reason, but they say she's Mora. If they learn the Gemara, they'll know that the reason is either because of work or because of, yeah. of this. You make a public announcement okay. on Shabbos. Now, notice when we said, so we'll, we'll, we'll come in a minute. Amalei of Chia by Yosef is Shmuel. So Nida bas Tashmashi? What do you mean? First of all, you said, you said, you said Nida. If a woman, uh, even Anida who refuses Bia, she's also considered Rus. What do you mean? Anida can't be with her. Amalei, ain't a doma mishiesh lo paspasal, mishiesh ain't a paspasal. If a woman just says to her husband, listen, I'm Anida, we got to wait a few more days until I go to the mikvah. That's one thing. But if while she's Anida, she says, I'm not going to ever have Bia with you again, that's it. You know, that's it. I mean, you know, you hear about, you hear about cases today, or they just refuse to go to the mikvah. This, unfortunately, when fights break out, that's what happens a lot, right? They they stop to go to the mikvah. So In other words, it's one thing in my advice and need to say, that's okay, we'll hold out another few days, right? But if she says, that's it, we're not having Bia anymore, that's what we mean over here. We only announce in the shuls. We say, we call out, we don't make a public announcement on the radio or in the streets, but only in the shuls and in the Batum Edrish. It makes sense. It says, for Shabbosim, week after week. When are people in shul that are in the base medrash? As we know, many people only come to shul on Shabbos, right? Well, they could come out the announcements. Huh? They could come out <laughs> the announcements. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting that you see Shabbos, the word Shabbos is sometimes referring only to Shabbos, sometimes it refers to the week. Right? So here also, because you said the line before said, we reduce her ksuba, shiva dinaram bishabbos, that means a week per week. And then two lines later, machrizim aleh arba shabbosos, that means shabbos itself. Okay, fine. So that's as far as calling out and the two opinions. Ramachama adds on, it's, this is important, this note, because Tosaf learns the following Gemara different than Rashi. Ramachama, pamayim shochun lo. They send her from the Bezdin, they send her two notices in the Bezdin, one before each calling out and one after calling out. Now it's telling you, listen, I'm warning you now, we're going to announce this publicly and you're going to lose your entire ksuba if you don't reconsider because you're a moret uh, against your husband. Now, we're going to talk, so till now, so all right, so let's just finish one more thing. Darish Rav Nachma Rav Chista Halacha So Rav Chista said, the halacha is like the second vote that the rabbis took, that we don't reduce her $7 a week until it's gone, but rather we we tell her we we go to her we t- try to counsel her before we announce it and after we announce it we do that four shabbosim in a row and then we tell her that's it you lost your ksuba and get divorced. Amar Rava Rava says hi Borcha. I'm learning now the way Rashi learns. Rashi says is no to say that the halach is like a rosenu and that we give her four weeks and that's it. Hi Borcha that is makes no sense. Borcha's davar she'en hagen Rashi says it's improper. It's senseless. Right, right, in the side he says it's a promotion of boor, doesn't make any sense. 
What do you mean? What do you mean? My Baruch say what, what's senseless about it? I said this halacha. I said the halacha is like Rabbi Seinu. And I said it in the name of a great rabbi. I said it in the name of a great rabbi. Who is that? Rabbi Yosef Chanina. I said the name of Rabbi Yosef Chanina. So uh, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? It makes sense to say, don't drag this thing on out for an extended period of time. Tell her, listen, if you want to rebel, if you can't work things out, you want to rebel, you should know you're going to lose your entire ksuba. The EU commands Savar. So Rava, the way Rashi learns now, Tosa has a different gear says the Inu, he learns what's going on the last idea about that you announce it before and afterwards. Rashi learns very simply that Iu, meaning Rava, who said that this halacha that you're saying, the halacha of Vaseinu, is senseless. Iu commands Savar, who does he all like? Kihadi, he always like the, the first of, of the following opinions. Kihadi, Mar, Rava, Amrav Sheshis. This Rava, Rava himself said the name of Sheshis. Halacha nimlochin ba. The halacha is that we try to counsel her, right? We try to counsel her. Nimlochin ba. Mashinus kita machzirun alea shetuchzibo mitochkach posum ksubasu shos. And it's like our Mishnah. We reduce, in other words, we don't just give her an ultimatum and say, four weeks in a row we're announcing it publicly, that's it. If you don't give in, you lose your whole ksuba. No. He says, he says that's why we, we don't do that. We go like the Mishnah, that we counsel her, we, we advise her, we try to uh, you know, discuss it with her and say, look, we're going to give you a time, but we're, meanwhile we're going to reduce your ksuba by X amount. He says, no, we don't know. Rather, he goes like goes like Rav saying. So we have two opinions what you do with the Moretas. We have the opinion of our Mishnah, and as Rav Sheshit said, that's the Halacha, that we reduce her by X amount, going on for a period of time, we'll see even up to a year. And we have the opinion of Rav Sainu that no, we give her four weeks and that's it. Hechi dummy Moretas. Now, we've explained that Moretas means if she refuses Bia, or according to our opinion, even if she refuses to do the various jobs that the Chacham assigned to her. But what's the nature of of her rebellion. Why is she rebelling? We understand what she's rebelling from. That's what we discussed before. Now we're discussing why is she rebelling. I like him. I want to be him, but we're having to fight now. And I want to make him suffer. <laughs> that's what, you know. I don't want to leave. I want to make him suffer. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about over here. We counsel her, try to get them back together, you know, try to work it out. That's what we're talking about over here. But if he says, if she says, I find him detestable, I can't stand being with him, I just can't stand him, we don't try to force her to get back into the marriage, but rather, that's it. We say, Rashi says, She's just, she's, I can't, you know, there's nothing to talk about over here. I find him detestable. If it's something he can, you know, what is counseling? And they say, you know, work this out. What do you agree? What are you upset about? Try to work it out. But if she says, listen, I just find, I find him detestable. I can't be with him. And there's nothing you could do in a case like that. He's entitled to, to divorce her without exuba. Marzutra Omar Kaifina law. Even in a case like that, we try to force her. Have a uvda. And he passed in that way himself. And he, and he, he passed in aloha. But Akvama, there was a story like that where a woman said she was, the, she was detested. She found her husband, uh, you know, abominable. She couldn't stand being with him. Ach Marzutra. Marzutra forced her to go back into it, you know, by forcing her, by telling her that you're going to lose your whole ksubba. When they got back together, when he forced this woman to go back to her husband, they had a child who was a great rabbi, Rav Chanina from Sura. But that's not advisable to do. That's not the halacha. There was a special, special siyat 
that there was a bracha there that they had a good child, but that's not the right thing to do. If she finds him so detestable that she can't stand him, she just can't stand being with him, then there's no option rather than divorce her. Now we have a story which we'll see can indicate the way Rashi learns that we're talking here about a case where she says, I couldn't stand the guy. Kal said Rav Zvid, the daughter-in-law of Rav Zvid, his daughter-in-law, Imrda Have, she was a rebellious woman. She rebelled against her husband. Right, so when she rebelled against her husband, Rashi learns, this again, not everybody knows that Rashi learns, that she says, I find him testable, I can't stand being with him. So therefore, she was, he was entitled to divorce her without a ksuba. But what happened was, she took her nice silk coat with her. The silk coat that was written into the ksuba, right? She put that into the ksuba. It's like, it's like written into the ksuba, like nefzit son barzel. But still, if she rebelled in this manner and she wouldn't stay with her husband at all and she found him detestable, she says, I'm, I'm, I can't stand it, then uh, she loses everything. So here she took this coat. Yosef HaMemar, Ravashi, these three rabbis, many times, we just had them a few days ago, these three rabbis sat together. They were all colleagues. But Yosef Rav Gamda Rav Gamda was sitting there too when these three rabbis were discussing the matter. Yosef Kami, the three rabbis sat and they said, Mardef Sida Belosa Kaiman. If she rebelled, not only she lose the ksuba, she lose everything in the ksuba, including the dowry that she put into the ksuba that he's responsible to give her back. But if she rebelled, she loses everything, just like if she died. Let's say she died and there were no children. The husband inherits her, even though we had the ksuba has been indifferent, that you know, her male children are going to get the ksuba, her, her dowry over and above the regular Yerusha that they're going to get from the husband after he dies, after marrying several other women and have many other children. Fine, that's all fine if she had children, but if she dies with no children, the husband inherits her. Yes, we're going to remember, so she loses everything. That's what, that's what they said. They said she loses the code too. Amulu Rav Gamda, so Rav Gamda said to him, Rav Zvid, because Rav Zvid is a great man. So you're flattering him. In other words, Obviously, Rav Zvid was not too happy about his daughter-in-law who's rebelling against his own son. And, and she sent her out with no ksuba. She took her fancy, her, took her mint coat or whatever. Today we'd say, like, she took her mint coat with her and said even her worn-out mint coat, her worn-out clothing, she's not entitled to. So, so why are you saying that? You're saying that, oh, she, she has to give back the coat. Why? Because you're trying to flatter Rav Zvid? You know, by saying, yeah, Rav Zvid, we're going to make this girl give everything back. Ram Ravkana, Ravkana said, me boy, boy, Rava. Rava had this question, whether she loses the clothes also, like she loses even her worn out clothing, she can't eat, she loses that too for rebelling. And the question was not decided. So how are you deciding that she loses that too? We could, I mean, some say the story was the opposite. Yes, we come the same three rabbis, Ravashi, Marzutra, and Amem were sitting, and they said, Marda loves Sibosa. She doesn't lose her clothing, her worn out clothing, she doesn't lose. Kayama, the ones that are, that are here now. Obviously, you know, new stuff she wouldn't get. That belongs to the Ksuba. But new, if worn out clothing that she's been wearing, he says, Marda, she didn't lose that. Amulu Rav Gandas, Rav Gandas said, Mishim Rav Zvid because Rav Zvid is a great man and he's so modest that he won't complain about this. In other words, he was upset that his daughter-in-law rebelled and she loses her Ksuba. But the clothing that's on her, we don't know, we don't know what the halach is there. You're saying that she gets to keep that. Why are you, you posturing that way? Because he's a great man, you know he won't, he won't object because he's not going to make a fuss. He's a, he's a modest man. He'll accept your ruling. You're going to turn the judgment around on him? Again, why, why are you posturing that way? That question is undecided. 
Kanasami boy boy Rav Rav has a question for low Pasha and he wasn't Pasha the Shiloh. So if he wasn't Pasha the Shiloh, who are you to Pasha the Shiloh, so to speak? You're a lesser than him. You're a less than him. So Hashaloit Merlohachi Blahachi. So since we don't know what the halacha is, does she lose even her worn out clothes if she rebelled in this way where she found him, where in other words, where counseling wouldn't help? Probably, the, I don't know, on all the cases that they have today, you know, where they have shalom bias issues, they call that, right? Uh, there's cases where counseling helps, sometimes it doesn't help. So if she finds him so detestable, uh, Gemara says, counseling's not going to help, you can't talk to them. Just get a loser, with the, you know, she goes out without a ksuba. What about her worn out clothes? The Gemara doesn't paskin it. So therefore, when the Gemara doesn't paskin it, it's like kodal gvar, whoever grabbed it. Tafsa, if she took the clothes, lomafkin, we don't take it away from her. Low tough, so she didn't take it. Lo yavina, we don't give it to her. Umashina la Tracy archishasa. Now the Gemara says that what? That this business that we said in the mission, you reduce her by $7 a week, even going into her assets, you leave that up to a year, right? Umashina la Tracy archishasa, you wait with a get for 12 months, not like the Rabbi Sainu said, you give her four weeks and that's it. Ubahanach Tracy archishasa, and during those 12 months, Leslam is on the ball. She's not entitled to to get fed by the husband because she's not acting as, as a wife to a husband and you reduce her ksuba to that all that time. Amar of Tubi Bar Now, Tubi Bar Kisna says Amar Shmuel. Now, this is, he's saying a new memra. This memra sheds some light and also raises questions. Amar Shmuel, well, why, yeah. Why was Rav even an issue? In other words, the fact that they did or did... Yes, because he was an important man. So what? What's yeah. it got to do with a judgment? No, so, so that's what we're saying. They said, so Rav Kana said, no, 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 not to a judgment. Their judgment was well, a judgment. Why do they care about what he thinks? Oh, no, that's what Ravkana said to them. Why, why, Ravkana said to them, what, not because of that, he just like, that was like thrown in. They said, Ravkana said to them, who are you to pass in the Shiloh? Rava said he had a Shiloh, you know, it's like uh, we had a Rabbi in Yeshiva who had, Tosa says, Sarchi and Goro, he would give an answer. If, if, if Tosa says, Sarchi and Goro, maybe you should leave it, you know, maybe you don't know uh, the answer. So he says, Rabbi didn't know the answer, so what are you poskining? Like, he says, why are you poskining? Because you're trying to flatter him or because you think he won't listen to anyway? Like, what are you poskining? Who are you to poskin? That's really what was their point. I think the idea of, uh, because he was an Amgad, was just like thrown in. You're like, what are you doing that? Okay, so, Rabbi Tumi says in English, like this, Kosvini Geras Merit. You asked before, how is that done? They write a letter of rebellion. In other words, like, a, whatever you call that, like a, a, a decree of rebellion that um, Paskin that she rebelled. I mean, maybe they first, maybe first Bezin, you know, asks them, interviews them to say, well, let's understand what happened over here. You know, did you just forget to cook the eggs or, or something's really going on over here, right? So, Kosmi Gersmerib, Ala Rusa, only on an Arusa, they ain't Kosmi Gersmerib, Ala Shemersiavim. So, this is a difficult piece. What do you mean? She write, if she's an Arusa who refuses to marry, right? She's betrothed, and now he phones her marriage, and she refuses to marry him, refuses to consummate. So, then you write one. They ain't costing Geras Merit, I'll shemeris yavam. But if she's shemeris yavam, meaning Reuben married to Leah, died, Reuben have no children, Leah is supposed to marry Shimon now, and she doesn't want to consummate with him, then you don't write any Geras Merit. What, what's going on over here? Why? This doesn't make sense. You know, Shmuel's rules, this, this memory of Shmuel apparently doesn't make sense. Mace faith. What do we just have in the Brisa? Achasli Arusa Nasua. Whether she's betrothed or she's married. I feel need, I feel chal, I feel shemeris yavam. In all these cases, the rebellious issue arises. Remember Shemir Siyavim, we discussed is supposed to get the ksuba from the husband and all that, so you can also talk about reducing her ksuba. What do you mean? So the Gemara first says, this is the first answer. Gemara's gave many answers here. Gemara's trying to figure out what does Shmuel mean? This is Lokasha. Kan shetava hu, kan shetava he. Oh. The question was, remember, we said in the Mishnah, 
she rebels, but also it's possible that he rebels. If he rebels, you have to add on to the ksuba. So it depends whether he rebelled or whether she rebelled. Okay, meaning, the meaning Shmuel is talking about where he rebelled, where he rebelled, where he rebelled, right? You write it on Arusa, but not on a Shemer Siavim. Again, why does that make sense? We'll see. Uh, oh, if she, if she, if, if so, no, I'm, I'm sorry, the other way around. Kanshatavahi, where, where, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I said, where, where she demanded, right, that he marries, that he gets married, marries her, and um, she demanded, and he rebels. If he, the, Rabbi Shmuel's talking about where he rebels. If he rebels, that's what Shmuel means, where he says, Kosmer ala Rusa, my friend Rusa, if he rebelled, you write a, a, a writ that he rebelled, but not on a Shemer Siavim. So, in other words, when she wants to get married and he's rebelling, you know, so again, that's not clear why. You don't what? You don't, you don't write a marriage, you don't, about, you know, him? about him. You know, in other words, the idea that, that he's supposed to add on to the Ksuba, we don't do it if, it, if it's a Shemer Siavim. Why not? Not clear. But the Brisa is clearly speaking the regular case where she rebels. She, let's say she doesn't want to have, she doesn't want to have beer with him. So then you write a Ksuba, they're all all applies. That's where he wants to get married and she's rebelling. But the Rav Shmuel, Shmuel is talking about where she rebelled. So the Gemara says, uh, the Umar of Kachlifa Baradima, Shmuel, then Shmuel, that's the same Shmuel, Tavahu Niskakulo. If he claim, if he wants to get married and you know he says, let's have the uh, whatever the case was, Shemer Siavam or Usa, whatever, Niskakulo, we attend to him, we and, and we write a writ against her. Tavahi, if she rebelled, ain't Niskakulo, then we don't pay attention to him. Why not? The Mishnah said, this is also not clear, right? Because the Mishnah said that if he rebelled, you have to add on to the Ksuba. So we write, write a writ of rebellion against him in that case too. So the Gemara is going to ask about that. Wait a minute. You're saying Shmuel is speaking about where she wanted to get married and he rebelled, right? And there you say, you write it for an Arusa, not an Asua. So high cost when you get married on Arusa, the Lushan is you write and you get married on an Arusa. It sounds like that she rebelled. The, uh, you write it on Arusa. This Arusa is a rebellious girl. It's just the other way around. You write it on her behalf. You're writing for Arusa. If Arusa says, listen, I want to get married. Wait, wait, what's going on here? I'm waiting for the wedding already a year here. What's going on? And he says, no, I don't want to consummate with you. Right? So you say, there you write it. But you should say, you write it for the Arusa, not al Arusa like she, she's the rebellious one. According to you, you're saying Shmuel says that, that he is the rebellious one. So it should say, le Arusa mi boile. This is hello kasha, Tony Larusa. Okay, that's not such a big kasha. Change the word. Instead of alarusa, change it. Should have been said le arusa. But the basic idea is still a problem. So Maisha Shemeris Yavim Delo. So why? Okay, so for the Arusa, again, where he rebelled and she's an Arusa, he rebelled. She wants to get married and he says, no, I'm not going to. So we write a, a, a Nigeris Mered, right? We write a letter of, of writ, a writ of uh, rebellion against him. But not if she's a Shemeris Yavim. Why not? So again, this Rashmul's memory is difficult. So what's the reason why if she, listen to this, she's not married yet, right? She's a Shemer and she's waiting for Shimon to consummate and he doesn't want to consummate. So we say, you don't write a, you don't write a, a Igeris Merit about that. If they're married, it's one thing, you start adding on, you're rebelling, uh, if he rebelled, you add on to Aksuba $3 a week, right? Like the Mishnah said. But a Shemer not, why not? Because 
you know, she wants to get married because she doesn't have to be in the midst of pru or vu. She, you know, like, it's not so bad. She's not married. You don't have to be in the So, Rusanami named Malay, let us say the same thing, Zillo Mifkadis, say the same thing. In other words, what sense does it make to say this goes against our mission? Say our mission speaking, what were they married? But we're not, they're not married if she's an Arusa or she's a mercy of them. What difference does it make? If you're saying, if you're saying, you don't, you don't, like, you don't punish him if he rebelled if, if uh, she's a Shemeris Yavim. And Arusa, you do punish him? What's the reason why you don't buy Shemeris Yavim? Why? Because you could say she doesn't have to be kind of misapproval, she doesn't have to be married. Arusa, you could say the same thing. Ella, the Bomach Mestaina. Must be speaking about what? That she comes with a claim. What's her claim? Maybe, this is a possible answer. This is also going to be slugged up. Ella, but we're at the first of the wide lines. Ella, Bomach Mestaina. The Amr, she says, Be'ina Chutra Liyada. What do you mean? I have to get married. I know I don't have a mitzvah of pruavu. Lamais we paskin that a woman doesn't have a mitzvah of pruavu. However, you know, the Torah says that he does have a mitzvah of pruavu. So how does that work? You know, he has a mitzvah, she doesn't have a mitzvah. What? The answer is Hashem put it in the, in the nature of women that they want to get married and have children. So, or she could say, listen, I want to get married. I would like a, a cane, a staff, you know, for my hand. In my old age, I want something that I want somebody to take care of me. I want a, a staff for my hand, and I want a spade for my burial. In other words, I want to have children, somebody to take care of me in my old age, and when I die, I want somebody to bury me. So if that's the case by a Arusa, in other words, what difference does it make? This member of Shmuel that we started with doesn't make sense. He says, if he rebelled, if he rebelled, if she's an Arusa, we, we go after him. But if she's a Shemir not. What's the difference between them? Uh, it doesn't make any difference. If it's because they want to get married and have children, same thing. Forget that whole answer. Both cases are speaking about the Brisa and Shmuel. We're all speaking about where he, he, he wants to get married and she's rebelling. Below Kasha. Oh, this is the problem by, by uh, Shemir Siyavim. Because we said in the Brisa, Shemer Siyavim also rebelled, you know, uh, you, you, you take it out on her, you, you penalize her, let's call it, you fine her, you penalize her. One case is speaking of Chalitza, one speaking about where he, where the, he, he wants to give Chalitza, one case leave him. Tava Lichlotz, if let's say he says, listen, it's time to give Chalitza, I want to give Chalitza, I want to give Chalitza, and uh, let's be done with it. Niskakenlo, then we attend to him, meaning, and, we, and she doesn't, she's, what is she saying? She's saying, no, I want to make Ibam. Right? He wants to have Chalitza. And she says, no, 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 I want to make Ibam. This Kokonah, we write, she's rebelling. She's rebelling. She refuses to go through the Chalitza act, you know, through the Chalitza process. She doesn't do Chalitza. And she, she refuses Chalitza. She says, if you marry me, fine, but I'm not going to do Chalitza. Then we, re, we, we to do, which, whose Ksuba are we reducing? The Ksuba that she had from the first husband, right? That, that, that goes from there. We reduce it. Tava Liyavam, right? But let's say, he says, no, I want to have Bia, I want to make Yibum. And she is what? And she's saying, no, no Yibum. I want Chalitza. Ain't this Kakala. We don't like that. Why by Yibum do we say, we don't, we don't find her, right? We don't, when he wants to make Yibum, she has one. Damrina lay, we tell him, what's your problem? You want to make Yibum and she doesn't want to. She refuses to marry you. So go marry somebody else. This is before the Chaim Ramadan Gersh. I'm going marry another wife. Lichlotznami, if she refused, by Chalitza also. He wants to give her Chalitza and she says, no, only Yibam. Name the lay, let me also, Zilvanasavit Sachalita. Why don't you just give her some? What's your problem? What's your problem? You're saying if, she, if he demands that she has Yibam with him and she says, no, I want Chalitza, and he says, no, I only want to do Yibam, right? So there we say, no, so uh, we don't, we don't, she's not, she's not rebelling. She just says, give me Chalitza. 
But if she want, but if he demands chalitza and she says no, I want yibum, right? Demands chalitza, then uh, If he demands chalitza and she doesn't want to do chalitza, she only wants yibum. Then we, what's the difference? What's the difference between them? What's the difference? Either way, we say, listen, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to participate with you in whatever it is, right? So go marry somebody else. What's your problem? It's her problem. Right, we say, but chalitza. If she doesn't get chalitza, or even she's the one who's stuck, right? You can marry somebody else. What's your problem? Ela to Amr. The answer is kivan dagidabe. The answer is we're saying, what? What's your problem? Why? Why if he demands that you give chalitza and she says no, um, I only want yibum, uh, we reduce her. What's your problem? Just say go marry somebody else. El Dummer says, no, Kiva Dagida B. Since she's attached to me, there's a Zika, right? I'm supposed to marry her or give her Khalitsa. Lo the people won't want to marry me. People will say you're still tied up with her, right? Now, nobody's want to give nobody's gonna no man is gonna no father's gonna want to give his daughter to him as a wife because he's still involved with her. Nobody knows how that's gonna end up. Right there. So the same way. Uh, the same way, keeping the gibbe lovely. What's the reason why? So the same thing by if he demands chalitza, right? And she, uh, if, or he demands yibum, and she doesn't want a chalitza. Also, the same thing should apply. He's not going to be able to get married to somebody else. So what's the difference? Why one case we say uh, if, if he demands uh, yibum and she only wants to do chalitza, we say over there that ain't We don't have to. We don't have to. Uh, we don't attend him. We don't find her. You know, why? Because he can marry somebody else here also, he can marry somebody else too. The answer is that the reason of your chalitza, you could say, you know, I, it's, a, it's a valid demand by chalitza. I want chalitza and she only wants yibam. It's a valid demand because nobody's going to marry me as long as I have a non-chalitza. So here too, if I demand yibam and she wants chalitza, also you should give her a fine because nobody's going to want to marry him any time. In both cases... He demanded that she make yibam. Again, we're looking for what's Shmuel's reason why if a Shemer Siyavim refuses to, to carry, to consummate with him, to get marry him, why don't we give her a, a, a rebellious note? Why don't we fine her? Both cases are speaking about where he demands that he give One was speaking about according to the earlier Mishnah, the earlier Psak, that you're supposed to make Yibam, and one according to the later Psak, like we learned in Yavamas, the Tanan. Mitzvah Yibam, Kadamsa Mitzvah Chalitza. You're first supposed to do Yibam. The, prefer- the Torah's preference is that you should fulfill Yibam, Hakim Shem Ba'achiv, carry it on, take over from your brother, etc. For Rishona, that was at the beginning, Shem Miskabam Shem Mitzvah, when they had a Kavana for the Mitzvah, they did it Lashem Shemayim. Now that unfortunately they did it for carnal reasons, he had a thing for his sister-in-law, right? It's not, he's not doing it in the kind of the mitzvah. Today, it's almost unheard of. In, in, in recent times, up in, in Sephardi communities, until recent times, until modern times, let's call that, they did do yibam. But the Psaq Rabbashol was that, uh, that they're not doing the shame mitzvah, it's car, the Gemara over there was on car of, car of the, the children are almost like Mamzerim because he's not doing the same mitzvah. So that's what we mean over here. In both cases, they wanted to do even. So when when we say, when the, when the Bryce has said that if he demands, she's a Shemer Siyavim and she rebels, you can reduce the Ksuba. Why can you reduce the Ksuba? Because she's supposed to do Yibam. But later on, Shmuel was talking about after, after the, like the Mishnah Rona. After they changed it, said, no, 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 you should do chalitza. So if he demands that she does yibum and she refuses, that's not a reason to penalize her, just the opposite. She's doing the right thing because she shouldn't do yibum, you should do chalitza. So that's what it comes out, that's what Shmuel said. When Shmuel said, I'm thinking, say, Shmuel, a, a girl who's in Arusa and she refuses to consummate, for her you can write a, uh, a written and start finding her. But a, a Shemer Siavam, who bisman hazer, 
after the Mishnah Shniya, we learned you're not supposed to do Yibam. So if she refuses Yibam, she's doing the right thing, so you're not going to penalize her. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. It's a short day tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.